All right, hey, what's going on, guys? This is Why I Did It, episode number five with Dr. Walid Albermani and Osama Sakat. How are you guys? How's things? Hope you had a great week. So we want to talk about a few things today, hey? Yeah, we've got a few interesting topics. Uh, you know, there's a lot of changes happening in the world and a lot of exciting things, all the crazy and, and, you know, scary things. So excited to just, you know, cover it all, see what we can talk about tonight. It'd be nice. That would be. I think like there's one new thing like I've been kind of eyeing out for a while and it's been on like on my mind for some time now because there's so many people coming up with like new startup ideas and it's quite different to like a normal concept of normal business because they like see a trend and they just jump on it really quickly and they try to flip a business model based on that and it's like they hope to, you know they throw things on the wall and hope for it to stick. Yes. Like there's a few guys that I personally know that started like really good AI based companies. Mm-hmm. And they're getting so much traction, more than their other previous projects, because those kind of companies are now like the new best thing. It's kind of reminds me of those crypto guys back then. You know, they'd find this coin that they would launch because it's a trending topic. And like Shiba Inu, whatever, you know, they would just jump on and just pump it up all the way to the max. It's similar with AI. What do you think? Have you seen a little bit of that in your own world? Yes. The only thing that I would say is quite different to crypto from my perspective is that I can see that AI can bring a lot of views and a lot of value to, I think, everybody. Whereas crypto, I think the people that jumped on and made money of it made money off, you know, very specific ways that I don't think brought much value to people. (laughs) And that's why I didn't jump on the crypto hype. And yeah, maybe I didn't even, you know, I didn't make any money on it. And, you know, but I I see AI as really is a useful tool that would change the world. And yes, a lot of people are jumping on it and some of them are just very gimmicky and it's hard to find what's a you know good useful tool and what's gimmicky. So we're going to see a lot of that now. That's true. That's true. I think like there's a problem with like AI for the most part where, well, at least let's start with crypto. Like crypto didn't really like it solved a lot of small problems, but really it kind of also made them difficult. Like if you think about it, like, you know, it's probably easier for me to send you physical money than it is to send you crypto, right? Like, I don't have to ask for your address. It's just a straight up bank account. And now it's even like, at least in Australia, using OSCO, it's mobile number, which you already have in your contact details, and it's immediate. Yes, exactly. It's very hard to like fraud things like that. Whereas like crypto, you know, you send it to a wallet, very hard to like, there's no police in crypto, right? Like if you get scammed, there's nobody, like Mm. more than ever, Mm. do we actually technically feel like we need some regulation there, right? There's so many and that's scams. where it was sad. Yeah, I, I I think that's why it collapsed because like rather than people using it for what you know its true purpose, you know a, a lot of it was just scams. And you know I'm sure you heard about the whole Logan Paul situation, creating you know the gamifying crypto and then you know not paying the people that actually believed in him and invested in him and all. So unfortunately, that's where crypto has failed people. And I'm hoping that ChatGPT wouldn't be the same because I truly believe that there's a value in it and it can enhance people. So we'll see how it goes. (laughs) I think it'll be interesting. It'll be quite like interesting to see like when people take advantage of this new thing, I'm sure they will. But like, would they take advantage as much and would it actually solve a problem or create more problems? Like, who knows? I don't know. What do you guys think? Like, in the comments down below, let us know. Do you actually think AI is going to be a good use or is it going to be something that's more like a bad use that we need to put a stop on it? Because there's a lot of call for regulation. And I, like, even in Australia, like, they just released these new laws where, like, one of the main things they want to fund is implementing AI, which is crazy. Like, you never see governments talking about these things. Throughout the entire cryptocurrency, Australian government stayed silent for the most part. 
who yeah. get this yeah. thing comes in and they start to actually put do you know why noise. like why like th there's a reason behind it because crypto you know like nobody would want to and allow you know creating on a new currency that can't be monitored controlled by sorry sorry by the banks whereas with the uh, chat gpt and ai if they don't jump on it the government would lose <laughs> you know true so, um we've got a friend of ours who's basically a literary way so the government and hopefully one day we'll get him on the podcast and he was just talking about you know implementing systems and using ai to uh you know to improve development in Australia, from Queensland to every other state, using the data that they currently have and using AI to basically help them improve current development processes as well as funding and everything. So every single system in pretty much every aspect of the government, sooner or later will be including AI into it. If they don't, they're gonna miss out. Yes, I do think they're jumping in it because they see it as an existential risk instead of like cryptocurrency. Yeah. They knew like, yeah, some people will use it, but it's very unlikely that everyone will band up and just choose some, you know, coin a guy made in his basement, right? They controlled it. <laughs> yeah, well, they did. And like there was a huge like incidence, right? Like Ripple was one crypto that was kind of regulated by banks. Like eventually, mm. like banks have more money than most crypto dudes out there. So if they really want to yeah. destroy it, they can. And there's ways to do it. So yes, I yes. do think that's a thing, but like with AI, it is something that's going to be like quite groundbreaking, at least from my, in my opinion, like seeing how it's evolved from like being involved in ChatGPT 2 all the way to like, you know, 3.5 and 4, like it's such a huge exponential like growth that it's very hard to keep up with. And like, well, you know what it's like to like, you know, we try to like, you know, get on this thing and then all of a sudden it's like moves on to like 10 different directions. Yes, um, I do think yeah. like if we're like that and we got like time to read about it, like I don't know how governments with their slow processes can ever jump on board. So I think their only hope is that businesses in Australia will jump on the board and at least make it a hub for it, right? Like make it make Australia at least a hub for AI or finally, yeah, definitely. Like and if they start doing grants on it and everything on it, like we should definitely jump on it and make use of it. Like and, uh, AI can, I believe that AI can be implemented in every aspect and every sector. So like anybody who is out there who hasn't looked much into it, they really should figure out a way that they could implement it into their system, whether it's a personal circumstances, whether it's their own personal business, or if they work in a corporate company and stuff like that, they should really jump on it and learn as much as possible. Because if they don't, the other person would, <laughs> and they'll lose on it. So um, I got a question though on yes. chat GPT. Yes. Today I canceled my subscription. <laughs> and because uh, I wanted to give it a go and I gave it a yeah. good go for a month. It didn't provide me with any extra, like I honestly didn't think it would, I thought it was going to be faster, but it wasn't faster. And uh, it didn't give me anything different to what Chad 3.5 did. And even sometimes when they say, you know, they guarantee you that you'll be able to log in. If you try to log into chat GPT and it says that, you know, the quarter is full, just go into incognito and then you'll be able to log in. I don't know if you noticed that. <laughs> so, I might, yeah. I might need to remove this, hey, from like hide it away from the pot. No, I'm just kidding. I don't want but to. No, it's, it's the truth. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah. I like, and when I canceled, you know what it said? And this is the funny thing about this company because they want to keep people on. They said, oh, can you tell us the reason why you're canceling? And then the next question was like, would you regret it if the price is going up and you can't access JetGBT for free anymore? You know, so like they obviously they monetized it and they lost the, the, you know, it's true ethos of making it an open source. 
And but I'm I'm happy also, and I'm looking forward to the competition that's going to come out with Google and Amazon. And there's a lot happening in that realm. And I I don't like it when there's only one player controlling everything. So it's good that it's going to be different options. So I'm looking forward to that. What do you think? Look, I don't know. Like it depends how much you use it, and like are you actually limited by those delays? I don't think like at the moment it's quite limited. Like I think their yeah. servers are quite good, but yeah. I mean, would they become something like that's going to be payment only i completely think they will yeah like i'm pretty sure it's yeah. costing them millions to run at this point and it's, <laughs> you know microsoft is a has a big hand in it and i mean microsoft doesn't hand actually. anything for free right like so i i don't think like i think it's probably useful if you use it for the full like if your job relied on it which yours doesn't mm-hmm. um i would pay for it because i would rather that guarantee that it will work of and course, maybe yeah. also yeah. like the way I see it is like, okay, if everybody's using the free model and I'm using the paid model, the hope is that yep. you're getting some newer output, some newer features. If yeah. that gives you a small competitive edge, then yes, I would 100%. consider paying yeah, yeah, for yeah. it. But that's what I was testing for. Yeah. I don't think you use it every day. Like I work, like I went to WeWork this morning and like there are a lot of people that use ChatGPT every day, part of their daily lives. Yep. And they use it part of their business. They use it to write emails. They use it to, to write to respond to messages. They re- use it to write like LinkedIn posts. I think if that's your use case, then yes, it's worth it because A, you're yeah. supporting the project at the same time. B, you're using it and taking advantage of it. Yeah. Um, whereas Apparently, like, you, I just looked it up. It costs yeah. 700000 per day to run it. Well, there <laughs> I mean, I'm sure like their valuations now and if they want to get people in, like they'll get funding for that stuff. No issues. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is with those is like they become exponentially cheaper because once you train the model, you don't need it to run the same at the same level. Like yeah. I remember when I was crunching AI, you know, well, I was crunching initially like a big, huge database using AI and I was just essentially like stemming it and making sure that that data was valuable. At the beginning part, it's expensive. But once you get that formula, like you don't need that yeah. much. You just need the database, which is, yes, expensive to store. And yes, cloud computing is expensive and using servers yes. is expensive. But yes. I don't think they're idiots. Like, I don't think if they're losing that much money, they would keep it open. Like, you know what I mean? But I know, but they're going to monetize it. It's definitely going to happen. So moving on from that, then, obviously, I don't know if you guys have seen Elon Musk's uh, latest interview. And uh, so he's, as we all know, he's basically is against the idea of monetizing and, you know, letting ChatGPT run without putting any regulations on it. So he's a big advocate of basically putting a, a pretty much a freeze or at least like a hold on the entire system. And um, so, yeah, what's your thoughts on that? Are you talking about like the, the, his own model? Not just his model, but also like suggesting that, you know, getting people to sign a petition to try and basically put a bit of a, a freeze on the whole AI movement. It's expanding too quickly. That is worried that, you know, it's, it might cause problem without putting any regulations in place about it, you know? I think he has genuine concerns, but at the same time, I think he has some maybe not as genuine concerns. Like he probably also feels like he's missed a boat. Like, you know, he's a, he, you know, he's the kind of person that would take his ball and like leave if you were all playing in the streets, right? Like he'd be like upset, make a fight with somebody, <laughs> pick up his ball and just leave. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I get he's saying. not the kind of person to like, like, I do think he generally feels like he's Mr. Bowden. and he's not part of the conversation and he wants to really? be involved. I do, but at the same time, I do think he has genuine concerns that he sees that things are getting out of control. Like, but I have you seen the interview I, that he, where he spoke about what he said? It. I have seen it. Yeah. And like, he's, look, he's, he's a good businessman and he's also, he's also like, I think in his mind, he does a lot of things that make sense. And I do think he's probably mm-hmm. really saying, hey, look, 
if you don't control this, it's going to be bad. And he's been advocating well before like ChatGPT about yeah, like, yeah, you know, regulation AI. of AI. Like there's videos of him on Joe Rogan podcast talking about like, you know, what keeps you up at night. And he's thinking about those mm. things. He's thinking yes, like how his AI is going to go out of control. And he, mm. I don't think his concerns are not genuine. I think they are. But I also yeah. think like part of him pushing this new trend is he was still wants to be part of that bigger conversation about AI because he sees it as of his course. baby and he's something yeah. that he, you know, kickstarted with his friends, if you will. And now it's like, 100%. Oh, it's no longer like he's, he's no longer part of it. I do think there should be regulation. Let's start with that. And I never say that thing in general. Yes. But in this instance, I still think like regulation is important. Yes. However, I think regulation should be also kept open. You shouldn't say, hey, you know, this group can do it, but that group cannot do it. Or, you know, this country can do it, but another country cannot do it. So I think all well, countries have to sit together exactly. and say like, okay, we're all going to make this thing. Because if one yes. country says, no, I'm not doing it, I'm just going to let it run. Then, mm -hmm. you know, it's like ask, allowing a country to run like weapons. Like it's, they all has to agree on it. Otherwise it makes no sense. Like we can talk about it. We can make conferences. But if you don't mm -hmm. set up all together and say, hey, this is what we need to do to make sure that for the continuity of humanity, for the continuity of jobs, for a good economy, we need to actually sit down and put those lines. Like everybody agrees that we shouldn't have things like trafficking. We shouldn't have things like drugs. So why don't we sit down and talk about the other thing that can have a great impact on us as well? I agree with you, but I think we can also see the direction that this is going to head down towards. It's definitely going to have a bad side to it as well. You can't have the good without the bad. You can't have the bad without the good, you know? So like even they say the godfather of AI, Jeffrey Hinton, who just quit Google because he's been warning people about the dangers of the, of the misinformation that they've been passing on. And there's going to be bad stuff to come with this, 100%. You know what I mean? So like, and it's already out there and you just, you can't even regulate it. What I think is going to be very concerning is for the people who would just take AI and what it feeds them and run with it, you know? So like, and that can happen to, you know, the children that can happen to like schools, you know, if they start teaching children and like, you know, if, if a student today jumps on chat GPT and asks a question and if he's, if he just basically gets a spit out answer, you know, for him, he might just run with that. He would, he would just believe it, you know? So it could be, it would may fall into the same trap as the media, you know? So like, and if they, if, if Microsoft is monetizing it and, you know, if there's more control like that, it's going to, it's going to become very biased. So we're going to definitely see the bad as well. It makes sense. It makes sense. I don't know. Like, what do you guys think? I'm actually quite interested and in maybe like you can put us in the comment. Like we actually want this space to be a bit engaging. I know Walid and I talk about it, but we're genuinely curious about this. Like we can, Walid and I can talk on the phone. Like if we didn't want to share this with you yeah. guys, we could. We generally want to know like, what do you guys think about it? Like what are your concerns are and maybe you can give us some kind of insight if you were kind of involved in AI or you're fearing something about your specific job or role in AI. I'm actually happy to like, to like listen to this and maybe like address it in our next episode. We're interested exactly. in what you guys think about it. Exactly. So Tommy Osama, you also had a chat recently with Martin Shkreli and so, you know, we're Twitter back and forth. So well, he's obviously also jumping onto the AI bandwagon. So like doing a bit of an insight about it. Yes, I can. But first, give us a bit of a background about him as well, like Martin. <laughs> He's infamous. So about Martin, actually, I need to do something first. Yeah. So why do you want it? It's good goddamn business, and if I don't buy it, 
someone else will, and that will be very, very bad for my business. All right, that was a quick ad, but yeah, let's get back oh into it. Guys. So, okay, for those of you who don't know, because we're basically doing this on both YouTube, if you're not on YouTube, you should go on YouTube and find us. And if you're not on Spotify or Apple Podcast, find us there. The podcast is called Why I Did It, and I'll stop there and get back into the story. For those of you, or those of you who don't know, like for anybody who doesn't know about Martin Shkreli, Martin Shkreli is that guy that, you know, they call him the pharma bro. He's a guy that, you know, if you read the news, he jacked up the price of this medication that was used for HIV. And he basically got eventually in trouble for other things. I mean, he had a lot of hate. He was like probably the most hated guy on the internet for some time now. And then eventually, you know, he got in trouble with the law about some fraudulent transactions and he kind of defrauded some investors and eventually, <laughs> you know. Just a nice guy. <laughs> yeah, just, just a lovely guy. But anyways, he, he served his time and eventually he was released. Yeah. And, you know, I've been on Twitter for some time now and I'm trying to like get more involved in Twitter because I've been loving this space ever since like Elon took Twitter. It's actually been good, not mm. bad, in my opinion. And and I, like, the reason I like it is a lot of those people that kind of got silenced during those like, you know, who's right and who's wrong, yep. they're kind of back now. And I'm actually interested in seeing both sides of the story. Like the reason exactly. why we made this podcast was to see, you know, why people did it. We would rather talk to those people, people with, you know, maybe a bit more controversial views than normal or people that, you know, might be understood or misunderstood differently. Mm. We want to mm. give them a voice. And we truly believe that there should be platforms for that. Like we like to understand why people did it. And the reason why I'm on Twitter is I'm trying to find those people. I'm trying to find, exactly. you know, the Andrew Tates of the world, you know, the Martin yes. Squirrelies of the world. I'm interested in their story. I'm not interested in like judging them. That's like, if I yes. sit with you over coffee, I'll tell you what I really think about them. But mm -hmm. from a public perspective, I'd rather understand the story. So going exactly. back to yep. Martin Shkreli, he's this big pharma boy. You know, he got in prison for five years, comes out. And the minute he comes out, a few things happen, right? Like first he launches this like crypto related to pharmacy. And then the second thing in is he comes up with this AI that's like related to like medicine. It's quite interesting. It's called uh, Dr. Gupta.ai. And the way it works is basically... Which I'm sorry to interrupt right there. I think it's a terrible name because in Australia, Dr. Gupta is Dr. Death, which is the worst form of name that you could choose, I reckon. Do you want to tell us why? Well, there's a guy called Dr. Death who literally was a general practitioner, I think, somewhere in rural Australia, and he was doing surgeries and killed a lot of patients. You know, his name was Dr. Gupta, and he was labeled Dr. Death. So I don't think that was a, a good choice of name for his company. <laughs> but fair. it's Martin. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Look, uh, the, the story of his, like, he basically, like, released this thing where, like, he's pretending to be a doctor. Like, the AI is pretending to be a doctor. Like, it's synced with, like, some databases that are, like, medical journals. And it kind of, you know, you ask it, questions and it replies and it's not free it's actually paid so you, you only get like yeah. four or five questions before there's a paywall but the idea of it is like he's training these models to create you know a talking ai model which is quite interesting like i'm all for mm -hmm. the innovation of ai and this is one interesting use case but at the same time you know Martin had to be Martin you know he got caught up because he's trying to do this pharmacy thing he's banned yes. from being in the pharmacy scene this is like touching you know so close to the pharmacies in like you know, oh, yeah. not pharmacy, but I'll do medicine. But anyways, he's a, from, from, aside from that, like I've talked to him a few times on Twitter. He eventually followed me and, you know, he actually got banned. But when I talked to him, he was genuinely a nice guy. Like from my conversations with him, he was completely mm -hmm. normal. And I like, 
sometimes I question people like, are they just there for the show? You know, are they showman people that just want to, mm -hmm. you know, pretend mm -hmm. to be a certain way in public, but they're generally nice in person? Maybe we would love to have Martin Shkreli. Maybe we can talk to him about it. But yeah, my summary from what I have seen interacting with him, he's a very smart guy. He's telling me like, hey, you know, of I went to prison for five years. I was doing a lot of like, you know, reading. I learned crypto. I used to code. So all I did in, in you know, prison was learn how to code and teaching people in the prison how to code, you know, practicing my skills. I knew that that's going to be the best thing. And, you know, my timing was around the time that those things were released. So it was like, okay, perfect. You know, I took my, I paid my dues. I've done all that. And now I'm trying to do something different. And mm. that's kind of like his reason. Like I do have the messages with him and he's literally told me like, this is what I'm interested in. And I talked to a developer that's actually worked in that Dr. Gupta. And he said like, look, I watched this guy code for like 10 hours straight. And when I Martin. saw him, Martin, the developers yeah. watched Martin code for 10 hours straight. He's like, look, this guy was really good. And I was kind of interested in the project. And eventually we talked together and now we started this new project. So like, look, all, all the best for yeah. him. We would love to talk to him a little bit more about it. If he wants to talk to us, by all means, you, know, yeah. you can reach out to us. But aside from that, like, should we touch on pharmacy as a guy who has been banned from it? No. Should you change your name? As Waleed said, probably. But at the same time, like, we do believe in second chances and people like that can have an option to yeah. change your life around. Like the whole reason they went to prison was to reform. The hope is that they did reform. Who knows? Mm. We're not here to judge it, but... I don't know. What do you guys think? Should he have another chance at it? Or is it something that he's doomed to ever touch anything related to healthcare or medicine or pharmacy? It is interesting that he's still in that realm, like the healthcare, you know, and trying to, I guess, what is it? Introduce AI and make a chatbot that will become your next doctor. So, <laughs> well, his, his point guess... of view is like, it's like the medical system in, at least in America is quite broken. And it's very expensive to get like just small general advice, yeah. like, yeah. And he, he reckons like, okay, if I can create something that's like scalable, that's also like low cost entry, if mm. you can help a few people, it's better than helping no one. So mm -hmm. he sees it like that. And I really did try to like test that model to see, is it going to give me some bad answer? It didn't. It really stuck to it. And even try to make it pretend to be something that it's not. Is and, it available at the moment or is it in the beta? Yeah, game? it is. No, no. If you write drgupta.ai, it's available. And it's quite interesting. It's unique model and the answers it gives you actually like kind of tries to link it up with like st studies now it doesn't always link it up properly but it does link up sometimes so oh, quite interesting i'm looking at it right now so it basically asks you for your vitals and you you can enter your lab tests and it collects and them then... as you go by the way like as you mm. as you tell us things like hey you know i've got you know vomiting nausea whatever it actually collects yeah. that data and you see that for table fill up with those information yeah so we'll look Basically, it's a subscription platform, so $20 a month for unlimited messages, and then you get your early access to new features, ad-free as well. So I don't know how I'd feel, to be honest with you, talking to an AI about my health. No, I don't care. Like, this, this doesn't yeah. bother me as a doctor myself. Like, I'm not even uh, worried about this. Like, I guess it will come to good use for certain people that I think this would be great in a situation where, say, a parent has a small problem and worried about their child, but not, they're not thick enough to take him to the doctor, to the hospital, but they just want to be assurance. This might be good, you know, in that situation. But like, if people become reliant on this, this may cause a lot of legality issues in the future. You know what I mean? So he better have a good legal team protecting him. And I'm pretty sure there is. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. I like, I, I won't get into the legalities for sure, especially with somebody who's already been to prison. But from a perspective, like at least, is it interesting? Yes. Does this replace a doctor? I doubt it. 
And the reason is like, there's a lot of times that it's like, oh, you know, you need to get a medical professional to assess yourself. Like, what's the whole point? Why am I wasting my time here? Right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. There, is a, there is a whole huge thing that's like, okay, like you're getting this advice that's questionable. The problem with medicine and what people don't realize, it's all about liability, right? Like 100%. when you see a doctor, like you're not seeing them just for the advice. You're seeing them for also taking that responsibility from you. Like you can yeah. do whatever you want with the kid. But if a doctor tells you to do something with the kid, like he's obviously responsible. You're paying yes. them for their responsibility, not just for their knowledge. Yeah, yeah. People don't understand that. Like it's once you solve that problem, yes, you can probably replace some doctors. And by means some doctors, I mean a small portion of doctors that probably sure. don't think that far ahead. But the majority, you're actually getting that liability. You're saying, yeah. "Hey, I trust you with my life." Yeah. And can you yeah. trust somebody with their life if they're not credible? Can you trust somebody with their life if they show you they're very confident, but maybe they're not? Who knows? Interesting Just space. So. Sorry to interrupt, like, this is not restricted to any country, is it? I don't know. I haven't tested, I haven't tested a VPN on, like, different countries, but my... Yeah, interesting. But that would be scary, hey, because you think about it, like, okay, now if you allow it to, to go in Australia, does that mean you have to regulate with the opera, you know, regulation? Yeah, like, because I'll be honest with you, let's have a look here. Okay, let's go on the pricing, sign up to get plus. Looks like you can make an account straight away. <laughs> No, because this is interesting because like, I'll be honest with you, like people can easily jump on this and like you'd be surprised, like, you know, if people can't, obviously right now there's been a lot of issues with uh, Medicare and a lot of doctors have changed from bulk billing to private. So this will give them a different model for people who can't afford to see a doctor. But the problem is that like, will Australia put a restriction on these things? Because especially Australia, the health system, it's heavily governed and there's a regulated. lot of so, so yeah regulated like crazy but yeah, the thing so. is like look it does say have a disclaimer before you start talking to like hey i'm not a doctor but like you know if i tell you hey you know there's drugs just don't put them in your mouth it does does that mean like you shouldn't put them in like you're okay to buy them just not put them in yes. your mouth you know what i mean like the question here is like i can put those disclaimers in but sometimes you also have to make sure that the majority of people don't get affected by it yeah like, if a small portion yeah. of things like that's obviously always going to be there but like I don't know. We're no, not legal advice. We have no idea. We have no affiliation with anyone to start to start with that. But we're just yes. interested in like interesting concepts. We're both in the health practitioner, you know, practitioners. We're both see patients. So for us, when we understand, when we talk about these things, we're quite interested in like, what are the use cases that are related to us? And I'm sure your yeah. industry as listeners, we you know, some people would work in mind, some people work in marketing. Everybody's affected differently. We're just interested in watching these spaces. And exactly. I don't know, part of it is quite yeah, interesting yeah. so we thought we could share it and i don't know you guys let us know would you ever use a doctor that's online and that's a really you know, good question definitely would yeah. you well not a doctor that's online no no would you use an ai doctor <laughs> yeah would you use an ai yeah doctor? we already we already have a lot of doctors online right now you know you can do telehealth and everything but like would you trust an ai to but look i i can see they actually did a test recently on AI sitting a medical exam and it smashed all the doctors and it's bound to because it's got the access to all the data in the world. So like, you know, you can't question that, you know, but it's never going to have the element of the consciousness to be able to know if it's doing the right thing, <laughs> you know? And so, yes, it'd be a great question to see what people would think. Would you trust AI as a doctor <laughs> to give you medical advice, you know? I know. I, I sit on the very edge. You know this, Walid. I sit on the very, very edge of. of uh, you do, you do. But like, I think at the end of the day, you know, in a, in a situation like this, you yeah. want the human element. You know, tomorrow, for example, you know, you have a child. And 
you don't want to regret, you know, that you, you know, listen to an AI to, you know, for medical advice. <laughs> you want that human element because sometimes yeah. it's not even about the the right diagnosis. It's about what's right by the, you know, the person and the patient. That's you true, know? And, and there are instances where you and I has talked have talked about it, and you made a sense. You made a good case, I guess, like for the need of a human intervention, where like mm. following standard like black and white protocol is not always yeah. the right move. And unfortunately, that. with medicine, it's not black and white, you know, like I think AI replacing lawyers, that's possible. And the reason I say that is because the law is black and white. It's not gray, you know, whereas medicine is definitely gray, you know, <laughs> so, some, no, no, it's true. Yeah, I, I get you. But like, it, like, as long as, you know, they make an algorithm. So like for a lawyer to basically make sure that it, the responses are always going to be accurate by the law then, you know, I would use it, you know, that way it would save us from having to spend so much money on lawyers, you know, like, and, and that's not going to be a life or death situation, you know, like, like, say, for example, right now, you, you, you need to go and review, say, a contract that you're about to sign between you and a landlord, you know, and that could cost you like, you know, from a few hundred to a couple of thousand dollars to get a lawyer to review it. But if you can use an AI computing system that can actually scan it for you for $20, I would do that any day. <laughs> mm. I'd find more use in that, you know, because it's as long as, you know, there is proof and track record that this is, you know, doing the right thing and it's definitely black and white, you know, I find more use of that. There's, I don't need the human element for, and that's, you know, no disrespect to lawyers, you know, but like, I, I would love to see their opinion about it because I know it's black and white as far as I'm aware. <laughs> True. Fair enough, fair enough. So, yeah. Should we switch to another topic? Yes. Now, just an interesting topic. I don't know if you guys know Mr. Adrian Portelli. He's definitely been in the news lately. I'm pretty sure everyone's aware about his latest ventures. He's a young entrepreneur that basically, I'm not too sure exactly how he made his money, but he started a raffle a subscription based on like a raffle business for cars and homes. And he's made a very, very successful business. But the latest event lately, he bought the, the most expensive apartment in Melbourne for $39 million, and uh, which got on him, like bravo, like it's unbelievable. And today he had to crane up his McLaren Center, which cost around $3 million, just to basically put it to the centerpiece <laughs> in his <Jeez>. apartment. <laughs> so Adrian, if you're out there, if you ever listen to this, I would love to have you on our podcast and just to have a chat because honestly, it's an inspiration to, you know, to see a young guy, I think he's only 34 years old, to come up with uh, such a great idea and then to reach such, you know, big heights. And from what I hear, honestly, like he's a good, humble dude. And, uh, but you know me, I love cars. And just seeing what he's achieved and the fact that he had to get a crane <laughs> to hoist his McLaren Senna <laughs> all the way out to his, I think it's level 57 in the middle of the city. You guys should look it up. So yeah, shout out to Adrian Portelli. <laughs> all right, Adrian, if you're listening to this podcast or it reaches you somehow, I'm more than happy for you to jump on. Exactly. Talk, Love to get your advice as well. I'm happy, you know. Why you did it and how you did yeah. it. Yeah. That's what we want Exactly. Know. Definitely. And then I guess if somebody wanted to talk to me about Elizabeth Holmes, yes. tell me I, what's well, interesting it's, it's, about her lately. This is your favorite disgraced CEO. You know, if you don't know, <laughs> Theranos promised the world and gave us entertainment. That's what she gave yeah. us. Yeah. So Elizabeth Holmes was this CEO of this company. It was called Theranos. You know, mm. she eventually, you know, she was the 
the fake Steve Jobs of the world. She was wearing the turtlenecks and the deep voice. She was the yeah, one that yeah, was played it well. Yeah, shaking hands with the elite and making sure that you know her life is ten times better than everyone else. And she was invincible. She would fix you know cure cancer if she wanted to. Anyways, she basically just made a reappearance on the news and. Mm. Essentially, like she has been waiting for this trial and this trial basically sentenced her for prison. And I'm pretty sure she actually mm -hmm. did get sentenced to prison. Like you, can, yeah. you can correct me for that. But anyways, so Elizabeth Holmes is now called Liz Holmes, right? And Liz is a nice girl. She's your, <laughs> she's your neighbor next door. You know, she's, yeah. she's a mother of two. She, you know, she's a one who goes to like coffee and has yoga, yoga. And, and you know yeah. she loves her kids and you know she's all about yeah. her family she is a loving partner of you know she's <laughs> she's a beautiful human i don't know like what do you think should should this woman get a fair chance because what's happening now is she's kind of appealing her like basically sentence because of you know her motherhood duties and you know rest assured she got these kids while she you know was waiting for the prison sentence right and like i get it everybody has a time clock and we're not here to judge that <laughs> but is she any better than somebody who has dodged taxes or somebody who has stolen and defrauded like martin shkreli he went and paid his dues right he went to prison now he's back mm -hmm. he's, he's got a you know hopefully a clean slate this woman has not done any of that. She has not been to prison just yet. She's defrauded multiple people, many people. Many people lost their money. Many investors trusted her. Huge Can I be honest with you yes. on that point? I don't blame her for that. I blame them. Especially the fact that she fooled you know, the biggest pharma companies no, no. Well, in the well, world. If you're very successful <laughs> at like being a con person, it doesn't mean everybody around you is a fool. It means that you well, have fooled people. Well, like that's yeah, but still, like, like I actually give her credit for that. The reason I say that, okay, they didn't do their due diligence. You know what I mean? If okay, if she was to fool us, you know what I mean? Like shame on her because obviously no, she's got the higher here's power. The here's the thing: like, how many people? Like, you, we talked about like Adrian Portelli. We talked about Martin Shkreli. We, we like some of these people. We know that can be successful, right? How yes. do we know that? Like, how do we genuinely know that they are doing the right thing? Like, I can tomorrow tell you and promise you the world. I still think yes. if you're somebody who pretends to be somebody else, pretends to do something that you haven't done and yeah. take people's money and know that you're already a sinking ship, but yet continue to take somebody else's money while you're yeah. on the way down. I think that's, in my opinion, you, you need to see, you need to go to, you know, you need to be sued. You need to actually... I, I, I completely agree with you. No, no, no. And what I'm trying to say is that what she did was bad. Okay. She's a bad human being for doing that. You know what I mean? For playing the con game and everything. However, however, okay. You also have to blame the big pharma who are multi-billionaires who have, you know, tons of lawyers. The fact that they fell for this, <laughs> the fact that she was able to use, you know, a fake agreement from one pharmacy company, one big pharma company to another big pharma company to basically get funding. That's the, the fault is on them because they didn't do their due diligence. You know what I mean? So like she's a bad person for doing that. Whatever. She, if she broke the law, she deserves a sentence. But uh, I don't feel sorry for the big farmer that fell for it. No, no, I don't. Feels, nobody, <laughs> it's not about. So, but that's one person. Like there's a lot of normal investors that literally trusted their colleagues and mm -hmm. said, "Yep, you know, it's like a chain effect." Right? Like con con people are actually known to like con multiple people. And eventually, the but con still, the honest is on you. The honest is on it, you. So it. like, I, 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 like I'll be honest with you. Like right now, with Salman. If tomorrow you come to me because Martin Shkreli said, hey, listen, I want you to come and join my, uh, you know, drgupta.ai and I want you to invest in it. And he somehow convinced you. And then you come to me 
And if he cons me and you, the onus is on me, not you, because I should have done my homework. But does that you mean, I mean like Martin Shkreli can walk out scratch free? Because that's if the he question. Broke the, no, no, no. Did he break the law? If no, he broke the law. Yeah. So what's happening now is Elizabeth Holmes is basically like using this. So she went on this interview with, I think it was the New York Times. And the whole thing yes. was about rebuilding her image, right? Now she's a volunteer. She volunteers at this rape crisis hotline. You know, yes. she's, a, she's a loving mother of two. She's, and she's playing yeah. this case to say, hey, don't go to lock me up. And my issue with yeah. that is if she was, Did... if she was, listen, if she was a guy, or if she was mm-hmm. somebody of, I don't know, certain color or race, I have mm-hmm. a feeling she wouldn't have had the same preferential treatment. She would already be in prison. I she agree with you, but at the same time, like, are you surprised? <laughs> well, it's not right. What do you guys think? Like, should she get I, I, another chance? I think everybody chance? on this podcast would agree and say it's not right. But what I think is that I'm not surprised at all, because I'll tell you something. Do you know what her lawyers would be telling her, advising her to do? A, she will have to come up with a mental health problem. So therefore, they'll say she's unfit to be in prison for that long. Okay. She's high risk suicide. She's a good human being. Like every single person who is found guilty, they'll be advised to do whatever they can to try and reduce a sentence. I'm not surprised by that, <laughs> you know? And, and so, so this is a, a common trend, no matter what the situation is, to try and lessen the sentence. That's not because... I don't blame her for that. That's going to be the lawyers telling her to do that. You know what I mean? No honorable man is going to be like, yes, I'm going to take that because I really broke the law. They're going to try and lessen the sentence. Then these people are not honorable. You know what I mean? So <laughs> they'll do whatever they can. Like, like, I'll be honest with you. Like with Elizabeth Holmes, I don't, I never saw her as a bad person who's a threat, who waged war on people. I think she's a con artist and the people that fell for it were idiots. And if she broke the law, she deserves a sentence. And if she somehow manages to reduce a sentence because the law, you know, allows it because she's a good human being, so be it. (laughs) But does she deserve to be sued? I I agree with you. She deserves to be sued and she deserves to be punished. But unfortunately, like, who is it recently that shot an artist, shot someone on set and then he was found not guilty? The actor. Oh, I know the guy, yeah. But Okay, but that's a mistake. He didn't do it on purpose. Hold on, hold on, hold on. But the law is, if you kill someone, you go to prison. That's the law, it's black and white. It's black and white. Even if it's like a, not even like an intentional mistake or so, like, like, so, you know, like what if you like, you were, rever- if like- it's unintentional, it's manslaughter. Okay. okay. If it's okay. intentional, it's murder, you know, but basically the sentence is, if they say manslaughter, you have to go to prison for five years. That's it. It's manslaughter. Even so tomorrow if God forbid you're driving and by mistake, you kill somebody, you know, recklessly, not recklessly, sorry, just by mistake. Okay. That's manslaughter. Okay. And the law will say that it's black and white. Sorry. Okay. It's five years in prison, whatever it is. Now, what you're going to do, you're going to say, look, I've, I've, you know, I've always had good behavior. I've never done anything. They're trying to lessen your sentence and everything. But it's black and white, you know? So, but the actor, okay, what's his name? He got scot free. He wasn't even found guilty. Alec Baldwin. <laughs> he killed the person. But, and that's where it's sad, you know, Something like that's terrible, he, yeah. he used his power and money and he was found not guilty. You know what I mean? So, it's just crazy to me, like to actually, to actually put in like proper. Was it actual ammo? Like, did they actually put live ammo, and that's what happened? It's an interest. I really don't know, but I'm assuming that would be the case. It's really, really crazy. Well, so, well, like, well, yeah. Well, you know who should go to prison? Whoever put that ammo in it, if it was real. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's a huge mistake. Like, there's no reason in world that you should have an actual live ammo. Yeah. Like, why would they ever do that? That so makes zero sense. To me, that makes zero sense. Yeah, see, yeah, the sentence is manslaughter. That's what it was. He was charged with involuntary manslaughter in the fatal shooting. 
So like, it's not intentional murder, but I mean, anyway, it's interesting. Not, like, that would be really cool. <laughs> like. Last thing, last thing. What do you think about the Met Gala outfits? Clowns, bunch of clowns. Can I tell you something? Yeah. I, I think the the entire Hollywood industry is is going downhill. You know, people just don't care anymore, and it's just a bunch of clowns who are just trying to stay relevant. That's probably the best way to put it. People care more now about you know innovative and big things like AI and people who are changing the world. People don't care about a bunch of clowns dressing like clowns walking on red carpet thinking that they're above everybody else. And that's my two cents on Hollywood. <laughs> well said, well said. Bravo, bravo, bravo. All right. All right, should we wrap it up? Mm-hmm. All right. So, actually, one last thing I want to say. Yes. I had a quote today. They say that, most podcasts don't make it past the third or the fifth episode, okay? But a successful podcast, they make it past 21 episodes. So we're going to keep doing this, okay? And we're not going to stop, okay? We all have busy lives and everything, but we're going to try and continue pushing a podcast every two weeks. And hopefully when things pick up, we'll try and do it on a weekly basis. So we're going to keep at it. We'll keep at it. And honestly, if you're listening, if you're lurking in the background, you know, you hear our voice, but don't know what we look like, check us out on YouTube. If you do know what we look like, but you still love us and want to give us a big hug, the best way to do it is to find us on podcast. We're on Spotify, we're on Apple Podcast, and we're on YouTube. We're also on Twitter. We're also on everywhere else. But what we really care about is two things. If you find us on YouTube and subscribe, and if you find us on Spotify or Apple Podcast and you give us a follow, that's all we ask for. That's your price of entry for this episode. And I hope you really enjoyed this video. And next video we'll talk about more interesting things we've actually got some projects that i want to talk about as well so mm -hmm. hope you can tune into that one so if you want to hear it ahead of everyone else if you want to get on top of ai before most people know about their stories about elizabeth holmes or whoever else please give us a follow and like and we'll see you all in the next podcast thanks guys and thanks Simon. see you guys next time see you see you